Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rapp, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everybody. We are scrubbing in. We're scrubbing in on a Monday. Tanya thought it was the vibe just now. I literally, so. when you hit record, I was about to say, it's the vibe with Tanya Rad and EJ. Different show. Totally different show. <laughs> I was in a different mindset up until... Same Tanya, different show. Same Tanya, different show. So here we are. Where... Do we begin on this fine, rainy, L.A. rainy Monday? That's what I'm saying. There's so much to cover. We have so much that happened during the weekend, but then there's so much that went on the Oscars and we have a new Harry Styles album. It's just like, where do we start? I mean, I think we can start with maybe the Oscars. That feels the most like topical, right? Okay. I oh, you don't want to? It's topical. Did you want to start somewhere else? No, I like that. Okay. Um. So I... Where do you, where would you like to start? There's only one thing that I find 
Uh, yeah, worth talking yeah. about, which is so sad. Well, okay, you know what? Before we do that, let's just say the other things that have been overshadowed. Coda's oh. a brilliant movie. I'm thrilled at one Best Picture, and everybody should go get Apple TV Plus and watch that. I know you don't have Apple TV Plus. Get it for a month. Cancel Disney Plus for a month. That's how these things work. You can just, just a la carte this thing. Get it for a month. Watch it. It's fantastic. And the other thing is Amy Schumer was phenomenal on that show and should host it from now on. I also love Wanda Sykes. Regina Hall, I don't really know anything about, but I think those two are very funny. You can have one woman host the Oscars, and one woman should host the Oscars next year. It should be Amy or Wanda, because they're both hysterical. Yeah, yeah that's what really annoys me. So. Like, why do three women need to host the show? They always have one man do it. Why does it have to be three women? It's the same thing when they did The Bachelor and they had Caitlyn and Tasha. It was like, why did we need two instead of one? It's so I know. irritating I know. to me. And the new Bachelorette is two Right, and the new Bachelorette's two. I guess it's different than the last time because last time the, the boys got to pick which one they wanted, which is irritating in itself. <laughs> These two will go all the way. But also, why do we need two Bachelorettes? Because one isn't interesting enough? F you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pissed. F you. Yeah. <clears throat> On this Modern Woman Monday, I'm pissed off. So those were overshadowed. Yeah, I was thinking I definitely need to watch Coda because that was like the 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 winner. And by the way, everyone asks me, is it sad? Because they hear that Coda stands for child of deaf adults. Oh, is it sad? It is uplifting as hell. You will love it. It is not sad. Good to know. Sorry, I... I had a, I got something in my throat and I couldn't respond and then Tanya was silent. So it was just, well, if, I'm, if, I'm if I don't just, chime in, Tanya just stares. Well, so. I'm just still on an uproar. I'm just pissed. But because I, I saw that the ratings were actually up from the Oscars last year, but they're still really, really down from previous well, years. But of so. course they're up. I mean, this is only, this is, the, they can't ask for better publicity and they're doing, they're saying all the right things. Oh, uh, we condemn the action, stuff like this. They're having a party. They got like double last year's ratings. Let me tell you, if you were to condemn these actions, you would not let Will Smith go back to his seat and sit there after he accosted a human being. I'm sorry if that was Joe Schmo sitting behind him and he went up there and plowed Chris Rock in the face. You bet security's <laughs> ass would be on him like two seconds. flies on it, yeah. a piece of poo. I also <laughs> hated that that I, I there were so many parts of it that drove me crazy. So when I watch, I just saw. First, I was on Twitter and I saw the punch and then that. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, what happened before that that caused that action? Then I'm watching it live because I was behind, like, watching the broadcast. And he Will Smith laughed when he yes. made the joke. He sure did. And then I feel like and then you definitely saw Jada was like pissed. Like she rolled her eyes and like did a heavy sigh. But Will laughed. And then it was almost like she was like, you're going to let him you're going to let him say that? You're not going to do anything? Then he went up and he was all like, don't talk. You know, there was just something horrible, like really cringe about it because we watched him laugh at the joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I, I and I think I find it so interesting that everybody in the I guess they probably didn't know what was going on, but everybody was like cheering him on like, yeah, woo, punch Chris Rock. And I was like. What is going on? Well, I mean, I think at first nobody really understood what was going on. It didn't get really, really uncomfortable until Will started yelling from his seat. Because I think until then, a good portion of the crowd still thought it was a bit. I thought and it was a bit. Got, I thought it was a yeah. bit for twenty minutes because I was like, "There's no way this isn't a bit." This man, Will Smith, is just sitting in his chair. Like I, that's what, totally I thought was the thing. I was like, "Oh, he's sit back, sitting back in his chair. This was all planned." 
This is a bit. Chris Rock looked like his jaw was out of place. Like all of a sudden <laughs> when you were watching him talk afterwards, it looked like he was like either swelling or like, I'm sure it was throbbing. It was probably like mm-hmm. numb. You know, when you get hit in the face with like a ball or something, you're just like, and here's my, my thought process on it because I don't know if Chris Rock knew about Jada struggling or dealing with alopecia. And I think that whether he knew or not, the joke itself was, even though it's a joke, it's insensitive to people who deal with that. And if that's, but regardless, I think the whole mentality of when Will Smith was like, you do crazy things for love. Like that is not how love looks. That's what abusers say after yeah. the abuse. Yeah. It's so, it was just so bad. Look, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to stand up for Chris Rock. I'm not, I also, I understand he's a comedian and that's their job and they do what they do. And that's, it's been like this for years and, and they go up there and they make fun of all these celebrities, but I've never been down for that. I always just think it's, it's annoying. It's tasteless. I don't find it funny. So I'm never, I'm not really about like comedian culture. Like, like a roast. Yeah, it's just not me. Unless it's the Jonas Brothers roast. Well, yeah, unless they're in on it and they're <laughs> welcoming it. You know, like people, I see I don't like know, people just, attacking, like making jokes in the name of comedy when yeah. someone's not. So I didn't yeah. like his joke. I didn't find it funny. But I just think if you're standing up for your girl, you're standing up for your woman, you can go up there and you can even, you know, just take the microphone and say, that's not funny. You know, my wife oh, has yeah. alopecia. There's just different you ways know. to do it. Will would have been a hero if he'd yeah. gone up there and say, look, brother, I love you, but no, I can't have that. You can't be making those jokes about my wife. She's a beautiful woman. Like, it would have been fine. Right. Or like, if anybody out there has, you know, suffers from alopecia, don't let anybody make fun of you. That's not funny. You know what I mean? Like, he could have done it so different. And I just think that the way that they handled it and just let him sit back down was just not right at all. Yeah. But that's Hollywood, man. And that's <laughs> that's the, a gross part of Hollywood that... that we all are aware of, but people talk about it. Will Smith getting a standing ovation 20 minutes later is Hollywood in a nutshell. People ask, how did Harvey, this is, um, who was it? Nikki Glaser made this point on Twitter. How did Harvey Weinstein get away with all that for so many years? Well, this is how. People just look the other way. Like, oh, Harvey's being Harvey. Everything's fine. They just look the other way and ignore this horrible behavior. Look at Mel Gibson. He's still getting work after things he said about the Jews and dropping the N-word and stuff like that. People just look the other way in Hollywood. If somebody can make the money or if somebody is, you know, has some sort of a money-making ability for the... Anyway, sorry, going on a rant, but it's frustrating. But no, last I know. night was a microcosm of that Hollywood mentality. I'm with you. I'm so with you. It's very irritating. It's not It's not okay. They need to be held, held accountable, just like the rest of us. Yeah. It was, it was, like, really uncomfortable. It gave me, like, the weirdest feeling all night. I just kept thinking about it, and then his speech, and bringing God into it, and his uh, there was just so much about it that felt so what i was just like huh huh i don't know i didn't like it and i hate that that overshadowed everything good that happened at the oscars yeah it was just it was boring this year nope yeah true but you know what i also think this helps both of their careers in the long run i think will i mean will smith you can't get much bigger and I don't think it'll hurt him at all. And Chris Rock's going to sell a, a Netflix special for $50 million talking about this, doing stand-up about it. They're both going to be just fine. It's so wrong. So wrong. It makes me, because we we do do this, and it does. We do do. We do do. Nice. You know? But it does kind of make me think, like, even, oh, I don't even know if I'm, 
Oh. What? Say it. <laughs> Say it. Well, I'm just like saying, like, are we held accountable for, you know, <laughs> you're going to, I don't even know what you're going to do. I just don't know if we also being held accountable, like we're talking about how people get away with doing things and people look the other way with like us having Colton on the podcast and not addressing what he did to oh, Cassie. Oh, interesting. And we did the same thing. Like, I, I don't think that Wait, Will what? Smith is a bad person. I do. You do? I do. Like down to uh, his core? Even before last night, I've felt that way. And I think he and Jada have something weird going on that I don't understand. Okay, that's well, fine. that's like, I agree with that. But like, you think to the core of who he is, he's a bad person. I don't know if he's a bad person, but I don't. I think he's a jackass. That does things that... But, and I think a lot of these people in Hollywood are, because when you yeah. get your ass kissed that much for that many years and decades, you become a jackass. But it's I'm almost saying, inevitable. That's a, that's a... He, he is huge. He's one of the biggest stars in our yeah. generation. But I'm saying even down, to the, even down to the people, reality TV, it's, I'm saying like it, as a whole, do we do this thing where we kind of turn the other way when someone's doing something? And I really... I have had a lot of conversations. I really like Colton as a person. I don't think that who he is or what he did defines everything, but it is, do we give those, do we just turn the other way and give people a platform or do we give them a... Well, I mean, to be honest, I feel like, and I I don't know, I didn't watch his Netflix special, but I feel like put yourself, I don't agree with anything that Colton did. I don't think there's any justification of that at all. But here's my question. He was suffering. I don't really know the details of it. Were there details like out about it? Well, he, yeah. I mean, he stalked her. Did he physically hit her? No, no, no. But he put, he, there was court documents that he put a tracking device on her car. Okay. So he was in a stalking, sense, stalking her. her. Yeah. Yeah. Which it would shake me up for a long time. I don't know that I would. For sure. But I'm saying, and Colton was going through things that not everyone can relate to. And I do think that Colton has a chance to be a better person. Didn't you ask him about it, though? I thought you did ask him about it. I did a horrible job asking him about it because I wanted to address it and be respectful to the situation in Cassie. Because I think he said, I did a lot of things that I wasn't that I yeah. wasn't proud of. And and he said that in many, every interview he's done, he has talked about his regret. I'm just saying in the general conversation of what we're talking about, do we ho also hold ourselves accountable of saying, of holding these people accountable? I think, yeah, I'm not saying I don't think Will Smith should be banned from Hollywood. I don't think he should be canceled or ruined or his career should go to. I think he should have been held accountable for his actions. I think he should have been escorted out of the Oscars and whatever. Reper I don't really know. I'm not legal. You know, Susie here. I don't really know what happens after you uh, like hit somebody. I don't know what legally what happens after that. Mm -hmm. But I think he should be held to the same standard. And then, you know, he we can, like, move forward. I don't think he needs to be exiled. Again, same with Colton. I don't think well, he needs to be exiled. Same. And that's what I'm saying. I think Colton has a chance to help. So I think he has helped so many people with this story. But it's also acknowledging what he has done. I'm just saying as a whole, as we're talking about it, I'm thinking, yeah, there's got to be a certain standard that we hold sp specific everyone to. Did he but not get punished? Or did he not? Didn't something happen? Did he not get? For stalking, like he got a restraining order, right? Didn't he get a restraining order? She, yeah, I think so. That just protects her. <laughs> oh, you think he? Well, 
I don't know. I'm just, I'm saying the general conversation. It's like, do we have to hold ourselves accountable to certain things like that too if we are part of that conversation? Yeah, I think think so. I think you're making an interesting point, Becca, a very thought-provoking point about the people we book and are we part of the, a part of looking the other way sometimes. Yeah. I think that's a very interesting point. But I also think there, and maybe there's a way of having the hard conversations and holding people accountable on the podcast, which you know, I will take responsibility for and should have done a better job at doing that. But also giving people a chance because Colton's story, I think a lot of people can feel seen and heard from his journey with his sexuality. Mm-hmm. So I think there, I think there's space to be both, like hold someone accountable for their actions in the past. And he's expressed his regret and shame over it and also give them a chance to do better and be better to help people. Yeah. To be to be totally fair, that day I thought we were having Clayton on the podcast. So I was um a little taken aback when it was Colton. I, so I'm I'm being like totally honest. I wasn't like I obviously know Colton and so I know his story and I know uh you know, I know that side of things. I was not familiar with the abuse or or stalking. Yeah. I I didn't really know the details of it, so I kind of went in a little bit blind. Um, which is my own fault, but I really was convinced we had Clayton, the bachelor. So, um, that's kind of where my head was at, but also again, too, what would happen if you would have said, no, I don't want Colton on the podcast. We wouldn't have had him. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. You guys can veto guests. Absolutely. I mean, we don't book Mm, it. We don't book our guests. I can't really veto anybody. I've tried. I mean, we, so we I digress on that, but I'm not even saying that I wouldn't want, I'm not even saying that I regret having Colton. I wish I would have had a more in-depth conversation up and About addressed what happened. what happened. And he has definitely expressed. And he even said, like, I obviously wish I could go back and do things differently. He's not just like, oh, I didn't do anything wrong, but I'm not even saying I didn't want Colton on the podcast. I just wish I would have had some accountability in the conversation that we had. That's all I'm saying. It's just a Fair. smaller point to a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, I don't think Will Smith should be like shunned no. from the world. I just think Mark he should does, be held accountable. No, no, no. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. It's going to help his career. And I have no, and that's fine. That's just kind of how it works in Hollywood. I agree with Tanya. He should have been escorted out last yeah. night. Absolutely. To avoid the awkwardness of the standing ovation. Yeah. It's just, I can't. It was a very strange, strange moment. Well, I but if you're like thinking about it, if you're an Oscar producer and you're like, oh, my gosh, our guy that's going to win best actor just socked somebody in the face. Oh, no, we got to leave him in his chair because he's got to accept his award. It's like, what? That's so backward. No, that could have been the winner has been escorted out tonight out for the punching, someone, for in punching the face. someone in the face. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been the high road. Yeah. And I also want to say that I do applaud Chris Rock because he was able to once he got his wits about him again move on to present the movie and not take away from their moment even though obviously it was chaos but i do think he like really pulled it together yeah anyways stressful i hated watching it i hated the feeling i had every time i've seen like another clip of it it makes me uncomfortable but i will say i love stuff like this in the grand scheme i love stuff that gets everybody in the world talking the next day i love it like the janet jackson incident you couldn't no one wasn't talking about that. I love that stuff. I love it. Like brings us together as a species or something. Oh when God. something happens that everyone's talking about, it it makes me excited. See, I'm sorry. I don't know though. Do, do, there's do, uh, 
there's different opinions on it. So doesn't it kind of divide in that way a little bit? I mean, there is some of that. I know that Good for Will was trending last night on Twitter and stuff like yeah. that. That's fine. Oh but God. there's not a soul on the planet that doesn't know that this happened and have an opinion on it. You, <laughs> I love love the, you love the universal awareness of... I love popular culture that gets everyone go- talking. Yes, I love it. That's I like fair. that too, but this I did not like because I feel like it wasn't handled the right way. Plus, I did not know going into the Oscars that I would be staring at the screen with my jaw open going, holy crap. And so that was exciting, too. Like, the Oscars are boring. I always look forward to them. And it was boring again. But then I was, oh, my God, what just happened? And then my phone just texts like crazy coming in. And then you go on social media and it's crazy. I don't know. I love stuff like that. It, I did the whole Oscars every time it flashed to people in this, like, sitting there. They looked so tired and bored. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't because they don't serve alcohol at the Oscars. I don't think. Mm-mm. I think the Golden Globes is the only one that they serve alcohol at. Oh, not the Grammys. No, just the Golden Globes. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah. So I'd be like snooze. Yeah. Snoozerama. I went to the um Elton John after party last night. Ooh, oh, I thought you were at the Vanity you, Fair Becca. after party. No, Vanity Fair. No, that's that's the goal for next year. The Vanity oh, Fair. Oh my god, I thought that's where you were. No, it was the Elton John. Um, I went with Haley and Brandy Carlisle performed, and I was, I so then I, you know, when you go to those things and you're just like praying you see someone you know because it's just like so awkward and the whole thing with these parties, everyone's just kind of like looking at each like no one's. It's not as like, it was fun, but it's not as this like, oh my gosh, like glamorous thing. Because everyone's just kind of staring, like looking to see who's who. It's a little overwhelming. But I see my friend Keo standing and she's next to Leah Michelle. And I'm like, I've met Leah before. Who's your friend Keo? She's my friend Shawnee, who does face uh, esthetician. Oh, okay, okay. Her, one of her good friends. Okay. And they're all that friends. That was a very LA conversation you guys just had. That was and extremely I'm like, LA. I've never heard that name out of Becca's mouth in my life. So I need to give get some context. <laughs> my friend, friend Shawnee's esthetician. Oh, right. Okay. Sure. Yeah, no, she's Shawnee is esthetician. And oh, Shawnee is Becca's one esthetician. So she's Got one it. of her friends. Anyways, I see I her. It, so I, I walk over. I'm, hand, I'm hanging with, uh, we're just watching Brandy Carlisle with Leah Michelle and uh, Keo and me and Haley. And then we go into the, like the after after party and I'm like, okay. What's the after after party? Well, like the other side is where like all the, the bar and everything uh, was. Okay. And I see um, Nick Vile and his girlfriend, Natalie. And I was like, oh my God, thank God familiar faces again. And so I'm with them. And then I keep walking and I see Sophia, Paulina and Zach. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> I was just, I had enough in me and I was so deliriously tired that like if I saw someone that I liked or recognized, I would just be like, hi, and introduce myself. Because in my mind, I'm like, worst case, they suck and like right, I'll right, move on from right. it. Like it wasn't like Jennifer Aniston tier, so I was like comfortable at least enough. Um, I met Charlie D'Amelio. Oh, I I was like pretty starstruck, but I kept it cool because um our Tawny does her hair, yeah. so I was like my friend Tawny, and she's like Tawny's the best. So we had a little. She's chit-chat. the younger one, right? Yeah, she was yeah. with her sister Dixie. Thank you. I'm proud of myself um, for knowing that. Yeah, so it was a Very good. It was a good so time. And then around midnight, I was like I. Mama's gotta I go. I have got to go to Mama's sleep. Mama's gotta go. So it was a good time. Highlight? What was the highlight? Meeting, watching Brandy Carlisle? She's incredible. Like, talk about someone who really does not get the attention 
she deserves. She gets a lot of attention. She's Seems actually like growing. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, she's, she's like a for every Grammy, really hard to get like, the yeah, but like not like from pop culture standpoint. You know, true. Mm-hmm. Her voice. She can play every instrument. She was amazing. Yeah, it was just really, it was fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Good missed you. Missed you too. We missed you on the screens doing the style. Oh, I know. Thank you. The, uh, I got a couple of DMs from Scrubbers saying that they missed watching me last night, which made me feel really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I was like not in good shape last night, I was I was in bad shape. Wait, why? Uh, my stomach was making weird oh. noises. I felt really nauseous. I was extraordinarily tired. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a crazy weekend. Yeah, it was like well, non. I think it all just hit me when I got back on Sunday. Let's hear all about that after the break oh nice can i rant for a sec please pay apps are way too public what happened some rando hearted a payment from five months ago and i realized people can see my entire history who i'm paying like full names it's super weird yeah it's weird how are you paying your friends then apple cash It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. 
I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math and Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're back. So I don't even know. Your last, like, 72 hours were insane. Okay, insane. Because, so I'd always planned, I was always going to go to JoJo's Bachelorette just Friday to Sunday, which, by the way, I had so many people um, tell me how funny it was on the podcast when Becca was like, you're going out for such a short amount of time. And I was like, yeah, Friday to Sunday. It's called a weekend. <laughs> people really resonated with that for some yeah, reason. I had multiple I had multiple people <laughs> tell me how funny that was. Um, so I was supposed to go Friday. And then I was, ha- I think this was like a week before the trip. So like the weekend before I was having dinner with Red Star and he was, and I was kind of exp- like, um, details were coming together. So Sophia Carson is like family to me. She's one of my best friends. And her album was coming out that Friday, the 25th. And I had told her a month ago, I said, I'm going to be in Cabo. Let's celebrate the night before or when I come back. And then as everything was getting closer and closer and closer to the day of, um, she couldn't do anything Thursday night because she, long story short, a bunch of her family was flying in. She didn't know about it. So I was like, you know what? I'm really going to, I'm personally going to be really upset if I'm not there for her on that day. And I'm also going to be really upset if I'm not there for Jojo for her bachelorette. And Robbie was like, do both. I thought, huh, there's a thought. There's a interesting idea. So we said, go surprise Sophia for the album release. Fly to Cabo Saturday morning and keep your flight to come back with everybody on Sunday. Like, it's kind of cool, you know, Cabo for 24 hours. I was like, seems tiring. But you know what? Mm-hmm. That is a really good idea. And so I did it. I called Jojo and I explained to her and she totally, she's just the coolest. Mm-hmm. She was like, I totally get it's it. Real chill. Yeah. Um, and so I surprised Sophia and she was so happy. She had tears in her eyes and it was so cool the way that we did it because she had this b- billboard or billboard. Is it a billboard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Billboard going up downtown and it only goes, it's only up because they're digital ones. So they're only up for like 45 mm-hmm. seconds. And so um, her sister was meeting her at the billboard to like see the, see it go up. She didn't know I was in the car. And so uh, I got out of the car. I got leggings made with her album cover on them. I get out of the car and I surprise her. And Paulina got video of it. And it was so cute. She literally jumped up and down like a little jumping bean. Yeah, she, she was so excited. She got tears in her eyes. The billboard goes. So then oh, her whole team's like, look, look, look. You know, it was like so much going on. And so there's like, it's just cute because there's like video and photos of us like seeing the billboard. And she's just so excited. And she has tears in her eyes. And it was just really, really cool and special. And so we did that. She sang on uh, the national anthem at the Clippers game. So we went in and had like a suite there. And then um, her sister 
through like a celebratory dinner after. So I was out so late on Friday. So the dinner didn't start till 930 and there was a DJ and cake (laughs) and like a meal and the whole thing. So I was out until 1230, one o'clock on Friday. Mm -hmm. Had to give Sunny to her babysitter for the weekend. I was crying when I gave Sunny away, messed up all my makeup. I mean, it was just, I was a mess. So then I get home. I went to Red Star, took him and the kids went skiing so I went back home at like one, hop, woke up at 5 a.m., hopped on an 8 a.m. flight to Cabo, made it, met you guys at noon. Yeah. And just hit the ground running. It was like, here's a margarita. Here's some rosé. Here's a mojito. Here's all the things. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of drinking. It was a lot of drinking. Yeah. You really did it, though. <laughs> like you really did the thing. I really did the thing. I'm impressed that I pulled it off because I was just like, I don't have this. The post pandy lifestyle is really hard for me because I think I got used to not doing much. Yeah. And so now everybody's doing all the things and I'm just not my stamina. I need to build my stamina back up. I know. I feel that I, it was, it's been a lot too, a lot of traveling for me. So, but I did have a moment cause I was in the airport yesterday and I was like, you know, I was just sitting there and I, my thought was like, Oh, this is taking so long. I'm so annoyed. And, airports are so crazy and then I was like I'm so lucky I get to travel like this is so cool that like I get to yeah. go and do these things and celebrate my friends and be a part of these things but it was really fun Jojo's bachelorette was like one of the best trips ever because we would party like wake up lay by the pool drink eat it was amazing and then we'd all be in bed by like 9 30 it was ideal. That's was like this. That sounds like greatest. a dream to me. Except for the night I came, of course we were well, up till like midnight. Night, yeah, yeah, midnight. But even that, we we were only up till midnight because we had a late dinner reservation. <laughs> I was like, I'm about to faceplant in these beans right now. But I do want to talk about something that happened on the Bachelorette trip. What? So JoJo got some cover ups from this company for us to mm-hmm. all have. Okay, and uh, we all picked like what color we wanted, what style we want. And so we get there and JoJo's like handing them out and she was like laughing and she's like, I'm laughing because Tanya chose the white one, which on a bachelorette party, like typically no one else wears white except for the bachelorette bride, unless it's agreed, like we're all wearing white or something. It's just like kind of standard tradition, I guess. And I don't know if everyone follows it, but anyways, she was and JoJo does not care. Like she's so chill. I remember when we went and looked at wedding dresses, (laughs) she had Tanya wore a white shirt and I was like, you're wearing a white shirt to try on wedding dresses. And she's like, what? I didn't know. So, and Jojo was like, oh my gosh, I could not care less. But then when, when she picked the white cover up, we were like laughing about it. So Tanya gets to the house and she's about to put on her swimsuit and she brought a white White swimsuit. I'm like, Tanya, I brought a white one piece, a white cover up. I was wearing a white tank top on the plane. Like I just fully was just, it's almost as if like, I I guess I wear a lot of white. Yeah. (laughs) It's really what I'm gathering because it was very not intentional, but I also forget that that's like a thing that you're not supposed to wear white. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't I'm, know that. I knew you were supposed to wear white at a wedding, but I right. didn't know that that also extends to other ancillary wedding activities. I right. Think, and I'd be curious to know what the scrubbers, like if that's a still a thing right, for like if people. If you went to a bridal shower, you're not supposed not to wear white. white. Yeah. But I, in my mind, I just assume if the, we're celebrating the bride, no white. It makes sense. It yeah. makes total sense. But I, it was like one of those just like, 
Oh my god! Because then everyone knows, right? They know who the guest yeah, of honor is. Yeah, the waiters, right. They buy the her shots. Yeah, whoever, the thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The celebration is the bride in white. Everyone else not in white. Right. Except for Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Unless did bring Tanya's the, coming to your party. Yeah, then Tanya be. will bring the white. <laughs> uh, but I did have other swimsuits. Thankfully, I packed, so I did not wear white. Um, no, and she wouldn't have cared either. She one. wouldn't have cared, no. but it was just so funny. My friends were messaging me like, that's so thoughtless of you. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I would cry if someone said that to me. Yeah, I got, I was kind of emotional. Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it was really fun. Um <laughs> And we dressed like men, Klein and all his friends and like everyone like fully committed to it. Like I thought, you know, asking people to do that, like it's a weird thing I do with my friends, you know, it's like in my comfort of my own home. It's, you know, it's my thing, but like, oh, oh wait, in the comfort of your own home, you like do this? when I'm dressed yes. as Klein, like if I'm filming videos, it's not like I like go uh. out and do like. Allie's tried to get me to go out and shoot content. And I'm like, I can't. I'm too, like, <laughs> self-conscious. But anyways, like, we'd th- thought about it. And some of the girls were like, that would be so funny if we did, like, the lingerie party. And we're all dressed as guys and don't tell her. So we all did it. And everyone just, like, fully committed. Like, got into character. And it was so cool. Like, you know how people say, you like, you're... Fr- you are who you surround yourself with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, JoJo's group of people, because a lot of them were uh, friends from like college and high school and people I haven't spent time with or met. And you really got a glimpse into that, that mentality of like, you are who you surround yourself. Yeah. I didn't know anybody aside from Becca at the bachelorette and everybody welcomed me with open arms. They were so excited that I was there. Like it was so fun. Yeah. And you know what I realized? I love why I love bachelorette parties. (laughs) Why? I loved sorority life. Like I Uh, loved the like all of us under one roof, like who's showering in what shower. We got to take turns because there's only so many showers and so many of us, we need to pull out the rollaway bed because there's not enough beds for people like going downstairs. Everybody's eating at different times. There's coffee. Like I just love that, that vibe. It's like, I thrive in that. That's so interesting. It's very specific. Like, that's a very specific, like niche thing to love. Yeah, I love it. You love community. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we were sitting downstairs and we were all like getting drinking coffee before we went to dinner because everybody was tired. And her friend. Oh, no, that's Jojo's sister. sister. Yeah. <laughs> she made a coffee and she pours like, you know, there's all these sugars and she grabs the simple syrup and pours it in there and puts it back. And I don't know why I thought it was so funny, but she grabbed the soap that like. It was, it was dish soap, it was dish but it was soap. in like. It was, it was clear <laughs> and it was in like what looks like you know, simple syrup is in those little things now. So I could see how she got it confused. She had dish soap in her coffee and I lost it. I was laughing for like 45 minutes. She was like, you guys, that's dish soap. I just put dish soap in my coffee. She's like, it's next to all the sugars. Yeah, we were all like, literally like dish soap. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. Right. It's like dumb stuff like that. That's not funny, but I was just girly things. Just girly things. <laughs> right. That doesn't happen when you live alone or live right. with another person. Yeah. yeah. Or if it does, no one's there to laugh with you, you know? Right. Like I'm True. laughing by myself. Simply and then... drinking dish soap by yourself. Yeah. So. So was Sunny happy to see you when you got home? Okay. Oh. So it's so funny because I, so I had to pick her up um, and I was FaceTiming with Red Star and he was just like, I just want to warn you she might not give you the warm welcome that you're expecting because sometimes 
dogs get mad at their owners or they, you know what I mean? Just, I'd want to prepare you just in case. So I was like, oh my God, she's going to be pissed when I go to pick her up. So I was preparing for the worst. And I'm actually glad that I did because when she saw me, it was like, she ate my face off. Her tail was wagging. Like she almost, the tail almost fell off. She was wagging it so hard. So she was very happy to see me. And she's very attached to me now. Like when I left for work this morning, she was like hooting and hollering. Oh, hooting and hollering? Yeah. Red Star was like, she's back on you. Well, Phoebe like typically doesn't give me much attention. Like she's kind of like, hey, oh, you're back. Last night, the whole time I was getting ready for the party, she wanted to be in my lap and she would just turn around and like smile at me. Like, I do want to say Instagram sometimes makes me feel very seen. Like I have a, a, a really nice community because on Friday I was honestly like preparing to leave her and I couldn't stop crying. Like not sobbing hysterically, but like actual like tears coming down my face and I like couldn't say bye to her. I just kept hugging her and I just didn't want to leave her. And I went on Instagram and I was just like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I've never left her for a weekend. I can't stop crying. So many people said that they feel dead. They do the same thing. So I felt, I felt very, um, felt like a lot of people wrap their arms around me, which I appreciate. I still, when I give Phoebe to a sitter, that's not so like my sister or Haley. I, yeah. I get emotional. So just so you know, that doesn't, change <laughs> yeah i know i'm like oh and so it's only like 24 it. hours really a little more than 24 hours. yeah like barely yeah um okay i think we should take a break and then come back and do an email because we're, we're we've talked about a lot we've and, a but lot. not harry styles yet so plenty to get to see that's Whoa. what i'm saying we'll i told back. you we, we should have done multiple podcasts we'll be back well uh, we're gonna take a break be right back I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. 
Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back. So what did you want to discuss about Harry Styles' album? This is the thing. So we're about 50 minutes in. We're 35 minutes in. Oh. Am I okay? <laughs> okay, so now I can relax. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Tell me about Harry Styles. Okay, so there was this website. Uh, the details escape my memory at the moment. Um, there's a lot of tequila in there, but there was this website that was going on. This is what I love about Harry Styles. He has this new era coming out, right? Harry's house. It's a new album. He announced it, but prior to that, so he was he was just on tour, and on the last like few shows at the end of the night when he was saying goodbye to everybody, he would say like something along the lines of like, take me now, take me home or clap me home or something about home. Right. This is all on the last leg of his tour. There was this website that was up that was like very cryptic and nobody knew what it was, but it was just a door and like you would hover over it and it would be like different. Like there was a book one day and there was like different images, different patterns it was youarehome.co. You and what he home. said at the end of shows was, one more time, as loud as you can, send me home. Send me home. Right. So home, home. Uh, 
there's just it, I can't even get into the weeds of it because there's so much mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like detail and things that he did. And then he announced that he had Harry's house coming out May 20th and uh, the couch is on the roof. Everything's kind of upside down. People reverse the audio. They think that that's like also one of his songs. Like there's something with either upside down or reversing. And I just love that he's so thoughtful and mechanical and he loves his fans that much that he wants them to like have a fun game to figure out, you know? Yeah. It Bring reminds people, me of someone else that does that. It brings people together. Yeah. Like Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's like the thoughtfulness and the details of like giving people something to get excited about. Because and letting them do like kind of like letting expand them piece their it imagination. Yeah. yeah. And they don't have to do that. Especially nowadays. Artists don't have to do that. They can just drop music. They don't have to be thoughtful or intentional about it. No, they don't. They don't. No. The world is their oyster. It could become a TikTok trend in 24 hours. Like, they just could drop it. But you know it's what? It's also great because Harry's House is such a great, memorable title. So many album titles are pretty generic. You know, if you're not really dialed into that artist, they can be pretty generic. But Harry's House is unique and fun. It's a whole theme. Like, it's going to be a, a, an exciting time. Right. Like, Harry's House. Like, his home. Is he going to be talking about home? What, how he, When he feels like he's at home? Is he going to be talking about his past? Is he going to be talking about his present home? Or Olivia? Is right. Olivia his home? home? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for finishing my sentence. <laughs> home? <laughs> home? But I'm really excited about it. And I'm just like the president of his fan club. I will just be and do everything that he says because I just love him. Be and do. Yeah. That's right. I said it. Uh, so I'm excited. New out, new single out this Friday. Very excited. Mm-hmm. I love Harry. I don't know if I'm on the level that you love him, but I I think I'm more in love. Let me I tell don't... you, when you get a personal phone call from a, one Harry Listen, Styles that says, thank like, you for a great interview, you just... That's what ignited my fandom for him oh, was yeah. when you told me about him. Oh, yeah. So... You, you ride or die for him till eternity. Yeah, till, till the cows come home to yeah. Harry's house. Till the cow... No, and beyond. And beyond that. Yeah, yeah like Buzz Lightyear. Exactly. To, to Harry's house and beyond. But, okay, yeah. Um, Meaning like to this next album and beyond. Right. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. Yep, we're good. <laughs> we nailed doing... the coffin multiple times. Oh. You got the point across, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about the new single, Friday. It's so soon. And it's, it's so April. <gasps> we have one month till our boudoir shoot. I know. Oh, that's right. Uh, this might be the only thing that holds me accountable doing this is because like whether I sh- like do stuff to make myself feel good, like physically and like, you know, maybe try and like get in shape, whatever, whether I do that or not, we're still doing the shoot. So I either do it like maybe not feeling my best or I like get after it and show up ready. Yeah. To retrieve the maja. The Majo. The Majo. The Mojo. The Majo. Yeah. The Majo. Yeah. So we have a month. Yeah. A full month. Yeah. We have an email. Where is the email? Oh. We have an email. We have two. We have two, but we're only doing one. So Mark, take her away. All right, Becca. Thank you very much. This email is from Danielle. She says, I'm of the age all my friends are having kids, and my husband and I are more recently married than them. But regardless, we're not sure kids are in our path. However, I find myself getting really sad and upset 
when all our friends have birthday get-togethers for their kids and we're not invited. I see pictures on social media of all the kids at different things and it hurts. Sure, Chuck E. Cheese isn't my first choice for fun. It's Easton's. She didn't say that. I'm throwing that in myself. <laughs> but I'd go to see my friends and their kids. How would you go about this? Suck it up and enjoy not going to Chuck E. Cheese or address it? And if so, what would you say? I might let Easton take the lead on this because I'm curious if you, not the Chuck E. Cheese part, although that really <laughs> tied in nicely, but if you've ever experienced this because you have talked about how you and Allison don't want kids, you are leaning more in that direction, or if you've, if you've experienced this. You know, kids are, are not very likely for us. We're not completely ruling it out, but, but we're very much on the probably not uh, spectrum. And, you know, a lot of our friends are having kids. And uh, if we don't get, I don't know if this has happened or not, but uh, if we don't get invited to the birthday party, we're fine with it. <laughs> I, don't wanna, I, I like Chuck E. Cheese a lot. And it's weird if you go without a child, especially <laughs> if you go by yourself, which I've done before. Uh, so an excuse to go to Chuck E. Cheese is fun, but also, um, I don't know. I don't want to be around a bunch of screaming brats. I, I, I'm okay with not, not going to the party. That was... I would have invited you for sure. If you and I had been friends when my kids were little, I'd have invited you for sure. Oh well, yeah. Thank you been very like, much. Let I... Easton take them. Yeah. Where's uncle Easton? Yeah. <laughs> and I would go if I was invited, but I also, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't ever feel the, uh, the FOMO. I don't get FOMO very easily. And, um, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a very confident straight white man, you know, the world is made for me. So I, <laughs> I think it, I think it's easier. I come from a place of extreme privilege. So I think that's okay. You know, I think me not experiencing FOMO is not the normal experience. Um, so, so, uh, I can't offer a lot of interesting perspective on that, but, uh, that's where I'm coming from. And, and to the, to, uh, the person that wrote this email, I say, um, be secure in your decisions if your friends don't invite you because you don't have a kid, that kind of sucks, I think. Um, and uh, they should include you regardless. Uh, may, you know, maybe tell your friends, like, I'm feeling kind of left out. Like, do I need a kid to enter this this building? That, that's not the case usually. You can still go to a park or a Chuck E. Cheese if you're attending a birthday party. Um, but personally, I don't feel it. Uh, well, let them have their party. I'm going to do my adult single person or, you know, childless person things. <laughs> Well, that was my next point was, do they assume that maybe you have no interest in, like, maybe you're like, why would, because for me, I have zero FOMO going to anything involved with kids. Like, yeah, that's what I think. Like, they're probably think they're doing a good, a like, they're good like, thing I don't want, yeah, like, I don't want you to feel pressured to yeah. come to this, to feel like you have to, but maybe even just say like, Hey, I know we don't have kids. We don't know if we're going to have them, but I would love to be a part of your kids' lives and be invited to these big events that celebrate them. Like, I don't feel uncomfortable and I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. Like we would love to be there for these moments. And I think it's more about them not wanting to bur like Tanya said, burden you yeah, more like, than it is that they don't want you there. They're probably thinking you don't want to come to Chuck E. Cheese on a Saturday yeah. morning. You know, you want to sleep in or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's probably what they're thinking. So I think you should just say something nicely. Don't be like, I'm pissed that you didn't, you know, you're not, but say it in a mm -hmm. nice way. Like I'd love to come, uh, just because we don't have kids doesn't mean we don't want to come and be a part of. So yeah. I would just address it. And if they still don't invite you, then. Yeah, absolutely. They think you're doing your, they, they think they're doing you a favor. Yeah. So just let mm -hmm. them know that you'd love to go. And by the way, careful what you wish for. Right. You have to go to these things and it gets expensive because you have to keep bringing them a gift every yeah. single time. Yeah. It's Auntie Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> Can't show up empty handed. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, let's talk about Thursday's show. Cause it's going to be a humdinger. Um, dinga, a real hula baloo. 
Hullabaloo. Hull- I thought it was Hullabaloo. Hullabaloo? Uh, it's Hullabaloo. Hullabaloo with a U. Yeah. Hullabaloo. Um, we are doing a family feud again, but this time it's against Scrubbers. We heard from Macy in the Facebook group. She and her friend Samantha challenged you two to a game of family feud. We thought that'd be a fun way to kind of change it up for part two. So that's what we're going to do. It's going to be the Scrubbers versus the hosts. <laughs> no, really that's better than this. Flow. The Scrubbers versus the attendings. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right, great. The Scrubbers versus the attendings Thursday on Scrubbing In. It's going to be so fun. Um, and as for this episode, did you have anything else that you needed to? Yeah, I did. Oh, but what? like, I just, there's just so much. There's okay. just so much. I felt like we covered everything. I, we what didn't we? though. What? But that's okay. Oh, and I do want to give a shout out to Renee, um, sweet scrubber. She ran into Red Star at the, oh, on yeah. the, at the mountains <laughs> skiing. Went up to him and and introduced herself as a scrub sister and and they Facetimed us when we were in Cabo. So yeah, shout out, shout out. Her. She was so cute. We were kind of drunk when we Facetimed her, but I remember her vividly. Same. Was that drunk? Yeah, it was Saturday. Oh, yeah. I don't remember being drunk at that point, but I do remember Renee. And so great to meet you. Yeah. And. Well, we can get to what you didn't get to talk about today on Thursday's episode. So. Okay. Yeah. I have to just think about it because there's like yeah, a you're lot. Not, I thought it'd be on the top of your head since it's so urgent, but you That's can't not seem urgent. To... None of it's urgent. None of it's urgent. It's but what just, is it? I don't know. I have to think. There's yeah. A lot so it's not thoughts. that. It's not. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying it's so it's not urgent enough that we have to squeeze it in this episode. We can get to it on Thursday's episode. Well, what's urgent? Like, let's really put that into perspective. Like what we talked about, I think. Not nothing's urge, urgent. Nothing's urgent. Yeah. We are not curing cancer here. Correct. We are simply <laughs> discussing discussing things. very unimportant things. Correct. So urgent in that way. Correct. Yeah. We'll be back Thursday. Yeah, we'll we love back. you all. Have Maybe a great Monday. We'll do it again. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 script. 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york want to know where all the spring savings are this year ross you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends yes at ross you'll find brand names for 20 to 60 percent off department store prices you're definitely finding your next favorite outfit We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Hello, 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.